0: Welcome back to another episode of Ohio Politics Explained, the Our Medication Abortion Still Legal Edition. This week, we're diving into how Ohio will be impacted by a federal judge's decision to challenge the FDA's approval of an abortion pill, whether a plan to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour will make the ballot, when fracking might start underneath our state parks, and why Jim Jordan wants to hold congressional hearings in New York City. This week, I'm joined by reporter Jesse Balmer. Welcome back. Thanks for having me on this gorgeous, sunny, beautiful
1: afternoon. You know, you live in Ohio when there's just like the smallest bit of sunshine and you're like, why am I working? (laughs) I think it's time to go have a picnic.
0: Our first topic is Mifepristone. That's the first drug given to patients undergoing a medication abortion. The hormone blocker was approved by the FDA in 2000, but last week, a federal judge in Texas decided that decision was wrong. It was a big deal because 45% of abortions in Ohio are done with this medication cocktail, and the ruling threatened to make them illegal. But an appeals court stepped in this week and decided to reverse part of that Texas judge's ruling. And, Jesse, what is going on?
1: Yeah, it's been a confusing week for uh, medication abortions in Ohio and just another example of kind of this post-Dobbs environment where court rulings or state legislature actions are going to really determine access to abortion in Ohio and really across the nation. So essentially, as of right now, Mifepristone, which is the first drug in a two-drug cocktail used to uh, in medication abortions, That is legal to be used in Ohio up until seven weeks. The FDA had approved it for 10 weeks, but this appeals court said that seven weeks is what they're going to go with because that was what was originally approved back in 2000.
0: So the Texas judge was zero weeks. So it used to be up to 10 weeks. Then Mm -hmm. the Texas judge said, I don't think this should be used at all. Zero weeks. And the appeals court kind of split the baby there and went seven.
1: Okay. Correct. So and that's where we were at. And you described it well. But the reason why this is significant is most of abortions performed earlier in pregnancies are using abortion pills versus a surgical abortion, which is the, the only option for a second trimester abortion in Ohio. And right now abortion is legal up until twenty one weeks and six days after your last period. And so that's kind of the state of play in Ohio right now. This decision is being appealed to to the U.S. Supreme Court, we all presume, in part because uh, the appeals court said that there couldn't be any telemedicine abortions. And also because of that, like seven weeks versus 10 weeks, Ohio doesn't allow telemedicine abortions. So that affects this state less. But there are other states that are using that option or by mail.
0: Yeah. And there it was another ruling out of Seattle last week too. a different federal judge that said that the drug should be kept legal. And so, like, depending on what state you live in and what your abortion laws are, they, it, you could still use Mifepristone up till 10 weeks or still do remote visits. Right. But not in Ohio.
1: Yeah, correct. And so, again, that just underscores the kind of state by state approach to abortion procedures, whether that be the abortion pill or surgical abortion. Just different states are going to have different policies after Roe v. Wade was overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court last June.
0: Our second topic is Ohio's state parks and public lands. So the state is getting closer to letting oil and gas companies lease the mineral rights underneath these places. Ohio's Oil and Gas Commission has been scheduling special meetings to finalize the forms that companies looking to get these leases will have to complete and what those terms should be. So at the same time, though, four environmental groups have sued to stop the law from going into effect. And their case rests on something called the single subject rule. And it's I'm excited that we're actually going to debate this. It is a part of the state constitution that says bills can only be about one subject. And the drilling under state parks law actually started out as a bill about the minimum number of baby chickens you can legally sell.
1: Yeah, this was really fascinating because I actually got a tip about this bill. The chicken bill was going to be kind of stuffed, if you will, with a bunch of other items. And that included language about, you know, fracking under state parks. And it also included um, labeling natural gas as green energy. And so this bill, which was really just kind of aimed at helping 4-H kids, you know. Buy baby chicks. Buy baby chicks became something significantly larger. And that happens at the Ohio legislature sometime. I think I recall a bill back in 2016 that was originally about large-scale pet breeders that ended up being like a restriction on minimum wage for a city up in Northeast Ohio and also like wireless 5G networking across the state. So sometimes this happens, but to your point, the Ohio constitution is pretty clear that it, you're supposed to try to stick to one subject so that everyone kind of knows what they're voting on and you have a little bit more clarity in your votes.
0: Yeah. And the other thing that they're challenging is it says if you make a substantive change to a bill, you're supposed to have three hearings. And this gives like the idea that it gives time for it to be vetted for the public to weigh in. And that that's their second argument that this got added to the chicken bill in the final days of session. And it didn't go through that process. There was no public commentary on the public lands part. So we'll see what the judge has to say. Um, they're going to have an injunction hearing, which just means the judge is going to hear from both sides about whether this fracking under state parks should be put on hold while this case moves through the legal system. So that's probably the first hurdle that they have to clear that that will probably happen in the next couple weeks.
1: And you've been covering this closer than I have. When is the earliest that we might see fracking under state parks?
0: Well, it could be this fall, as early as this fall. So the Oil and Gas Commission has to write this like lease form and set the terms of these leases. It's not like you and I can get a bunch of the dispatch reporters together with like a pickup truck and be like, we want to le- like drill under the shoe at Ohio State. Not a thing. You have to meet certain criteria. And that's kind of what they're developing, right? Like what kind of companies, what kind of environmental considerations, what Kind of like royalties, all that, what kind of water quality testing, all of that is going into these leasing components. Now, the Oil and Gas Commission is working to get that done. Then it goes to JCAR and then it will become official. So, probably early fall at the earliest. But, you know, environmental groups are just fundamentally opposed to the idea of continued fracking, continuing oil and gas drilling under Ohio. And they're particularly upset about doing it at public parks where people come to recreate.
1: Yeah, it sounds like uh, there's going to be a lot more coming up here. So we'll see how that all plays out. Yeah. And I
0: did want to say that one thing that uh, happened during the last Oil and Gas Commission hearing that was it was a first for me for the very first time I heard somebody sing their testimony. The woman started um, quoting from the Lorax, which is kind of, you know, that kind of fits that narrative when you're talking about environmentalism and big business. But then she brought a guitar and sang a song. And I'm just going to play a little clip for you right now before we move on to topic three. The devil himself could make that sell if he were drilling this toxic Wells, but the devil don't have it. but the oil man got that deep pockets in a prime time spot. Oh, you can't drink money. No, no. You can't drink money. No, no. Say what you gonna do when your water turns blue, and everybody's sick, including me and you. Even the gas man's sick as he's driving away. Looking for another sucker he can't pay. Oh, you can't drink money. Our third topic is minimum wage. A group wanting to raise Ohio's minimum wage to $15 an hour got one step closer this week to putting the issue before voters on the November 2024 ballot. Attorney General Dave Yost approved the ballot language. The next step is it. For it to be signed off by the ballot board, and then you'll start seeing petition gatherers going out and collecting the 413,000 signatures they need. So um, we could be we could be voting on this in the next presidential election.
1: Yeah, that would be really interesting. And I, I think this is an issue that you're going to see particularly like union groups get behind the idea that we could raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, which I think this particular measure would do it by 2026. Yeah, I think so. It properly. It's an issue that would potentially drive you know Democratic voters to the polls when you're having a Pretty contested race between incumbent Sherrod Brown and whoever, you know, steps up to the plate for the Republican (laughs) Party, which I think there are many, many people who are interested in that position. So, Especially if abortion is on the ballot in 2023, this would give voters, you know, an issue to potentially sink their teeth into, along with that Senate race in 2024, and of course, the presidential race.
0: (laughs) Yes, that too. Our fourth and final topic is Jim Jordan, the U.S. representative with a national reputation for being one of Donald Trump's biggest supporters, made news this week when he announced plans to hold congressional hearings in Manhattan about what he calls that city's prosecutor's quote, pro-crime, anti-victim policies. So Alvin Bragg is the guy who brought those 34 felony counts against the former president, and he doesn't think Jordan has the authority to investigate how a city runs its prosecutorial office. So it's a little, I don't know that we've ever, like, that Congress has ever investigated how a city runs its prosecutor's office.
1: Yeah, this has been a kind of strange uh, back and forth kind of like pissing match in between Alvin Bragg and and Jim Jordan with Jordan saying that he's going to investigate the pro crime anti victim the Manhattan area and then Alvin Bragg saying, you know, maybe look at Columbus. It has a higher For, violent crime rate per capita yeah. than than New York City does and Of course, Jordan represents the area outside of Columbus, but, you know, Columbus is closer than New York City for him. So,
0: yeah. And obviously, Jordan is upset about uh, Bragg's decision to prosecute Donald Trump. The allegation is basically that he's not prosecuting real crime in New York City and instead doing this sort of political prosecution of the former president.
1: Correct. And Jim Jordan has been a longstanding supporter of former President Donald Trump. And so it's not surprising that he would come to his aid and defense and uh, be, be critical of Bragg in this particular circumstance. Also, Bragg sued Jordan to prevent his committee from getting some documents as well. So I don't expect this cage back to end anytime soon. Oh, no.
0: And one more thing before you go, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis visited Ohio this week. DeSantis attended the Summit County Lincoln Day Breakfast near Akron, where he was touted as, "quote a person we can adopt here in Ohio as our own. So DeSantis was here to promote his book and basically expand his profile outside of Florida. He hasn't officially announced a run for U.S. president, but he's already seen as the biggest competitor to Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, I thought this was really interesting. Some of the people who attended that were interviewed and saying, you know, they still really love Donald Trump and what he did for Ohio, but maybe they're interested in a new voice. So it'll be interesting whether Ohio can get behind someone other than former President Trump, who won the state by eight percentage points twice.
0: Ohio Politics Explained is brought to you by the USA Today Network Ohio Bureau. You can find us on Twitter at Ohio Explained. And if you want to learn more about any of the topics we covered, check us out online at any of the newspapers in our network, like the Lancaster Eagle Gazette.